This is Gemara and Chagiga Daf Chof Vav. All the learning for this month has been generously sponsored as Chos Ilin Hashama for Shlomim and Rameir. Learning the entire Chabura is complete. Mesechus Chagiga and Seder Mayid should bring an incredible Ilin Hashama to Shlomim and Rameir in conjunction with the release of our new Sefer, the laws of Hanukkah and Purim. Mir Tashem, the learning of the entire Chabura should bring. An incredible Liyan Nishama. As well as the Schoshiroch, Mishochaim, Mitzvah, Mimras, Yizakil, Shanes, and Shanamakal, Lerchai, Mizav Shinda, Sikhtom, Mizav Shindal, Shema Menchai, Yavivi, and Talishav, and Mizahava. As well as the Schoshiroch, Shayim, Mishal, Yisben, Yavidim, and Mimvin, Chaim, Mishal, Shalom, Simon, Rizos, Erbos, Kanan, Yitabas, Yim, Schei, Sara. Rolling in the very bottom of Chav Hey Amid Beis, the second to last day of Mesechus Chagiga, and the entirety of Seder Mayid. A few important announcements. First of all, today's daf, as you can imagine, we're going to pull up a little bit short, so that tomorrow's daf will be a little bit. Longer, not just a very, very short shear, number one. Number two, apologies that this shear is getting up so late. And number three is apologies for all those who are hoping to meet and hoping to celebrate. Say their money together on Tuesday night. Unfortunately, the scene will not be happening. But still, I'm hoping to be able to see and meet and celebrate with as many people as possible. But let's pick it up from the Mishnah on the bottom of Chafeim and Behis. And we're continuing... The different halachas of Truma versus Kachim. The parak began in which we could call Kachim on a higher pedestal than Truma. And then we segued into the past day or two in which we had Truma on a higher pedestal than Kachim. And it's at that point that we pick up from today. So says the Mishnah, Minha Moidim Lifnim. From a place called Maidim, which is 15 mil out of Yushalayim, and inwards closer to Yushalayim, Naamanim, the Amaratsim, who generally are not an Amarat, they do not have a believability, but from Maidim, a place 15 mil out and inward, they have a believability on earthenware vessels. So we don't exactly know what's going on here, but one thing we know about earthenware vessels is that once they become Tame, they're done. You destroy them, there's nothing else that could be done with them. So for some reason, we're giving a specific specific kula, specific leniency from Maidim and inward towards Yushalayim with regard to the, with regard to the believability of an Amaret with regard to their Tumah Vitaira status. From this place called Medin and outward, then Einam on him, then the Amaret is not of any Namanus says the Mishnah. Kitzah, what exactly is going on over here? Hakadosh you have a kader, you have a potter, someone who creates pottery that he is selling his kaderos, he is selling his pots. What is Allah? If he enters inward from Maidin, again, this place called Maidin, and inward towards Yushlayim, who Hakadar, Vehein, Hakadeiroiz, Vehein, Alekuchin, Naaman. Then he's believed, Yatsei Naaman. So you see, when the Mishnah points out that there's a believability, there are three details. That the Mishnah hones in on. The three details that the Mishnah hones in on were Hu Hakadar, Hei Nakadei Rois, and lastly, 
which is teaching us that all three of them have to go together. It's not just that the potter enters in, it's not just that the people enter in, it's that this person comes in from Odim to Yushalayim, the people see him come in, and the people see him bringing in his pottery. When you have those three elements coinciding, that is where there is an amonis, there is a believability. It's not just the fact that he's there, it's those three elements that happen together. Says the Gemara, what exactly is the, the story with this place called Modian? Tana, we learned in the Mishnah, two lines on the bottom. Modian, the city Modian itself. The Mishnah said Modian and inward, Modian and outward. So whenever a Gemara does this, we always have the obvious question, what about the place Modian itself? So Modian, Pa'amim Kilefnim, Upa'amim Kilechotz. There's sometimes it has this din like inward, sometimes it's din like outward. Ketzad, what's the case? Kadar yoitzi v'chavar nichnas. If the kadar, if the potter is leaving, he's on his way outward. And yoitzi, kadar yoitzi, excuse me. Yeah, the kadar, the potter is leaving. The v'chavar nichnas. And the v'chavar is entering inward. And then in moiti and they meet. So the guy is walking out with his pot. Another v'chavar is walking inward and they cross in moitiim. Then it's like inward, and then it's, there is an Ammonus over there, and the Tabachachim could buy the pots from this potter. Shneem nechnasim, oh, as we turn over to Chavavam and Aleph. Both the Tamachacham and the Potter are both leaving or they're both entering in, and they're in Moidin, they're not past that border. And they both have a din of Chutz, and there's no believability of the Amaretz, and the Tamachacham would not be allowed to buy the pots from him over there. So Amr Abayi says, Abayi hones in on the wording of the Mishnah and says, the Mishnah is precise the way that you just explained it. The Kadr, the potter that's selling his pots, and he enters inward. It says in the Mishnah that he's inward from Moidim. So what's the obvious implication? Time of the Lavnim. It's because he's inward. itself, the city There will be no believability. But then, what did the end of the Mishnah say? The opposite implication. Yatsa, when he goes out, the city itself, So, which way do we do it? What is the status of the city itself? Elalav says the Gemara, how do we reconcile the opposite? Implications of the Mishnah, we must say, when the potter is on his way out, and the chavit ha'vachachim is on his way in, and they hit in Moedian, that is where there's a believability of that city. But they're both going out, and they're both coming in, that there's no believability, and you cannot buy it from him in Moedian. Tana says the Gemara, now we'll get a little bit deeper into this case, what is this Nehmanis of Amaretz? Tana, they're specifically with their on the, the small earthenware vessels and for what? For kachim. However, larger vessels or smaller vessels used for truma, they're not believed. So it's a chumra of truma over kachim. For kachim, they're believed in the small earthenware vessels. Rishlagish explains, it's a size that can be held in one hand. So 
Rabbi Yechman Rishlakish, how large can this earthenware vessel be? Rishlakish says it has to be one handed vessel. Rabbi Yechman says a two handed vessel. Amr Rishlakish, Rishlakish says, I hold the field in one hand. It's only when the vessel is empty. But if the vessel is full, then there is no believability. To the Amar, it's Rabbi Yechlan Amar. Afilu Malayan Rechlan says that even if the vessel is full, Vafilu, not only is it only if it's full, even if it's full, Vafilu even if the clothing of the Amaret is inside this vessel, there still is a believability that once they're believed in the item, Rabbi Yechlan goes all the way. Yechlan says, even when it's held the two hands, and even if the article of clothing, which generally of an Amaret is Tame, because Amaret is not Makbut, is not specific about Tum of Atayra, still there would believe a believability, you would have an Amaret on this utensil. Vamai Rava, Rava, comes in to point out that when Rabbi Yechlan says, it's full, Rabbi Yechlan says, how the two hands, Rabbi Yechlan says, the kilim of Amaret, it cleans Rav on the last narrow line, but there is one case Rabbi Yechlan does admit, the liquid themselves in the vessel, the vessel is tar, but the liquid in the vessel is tamay, and now you might wonder, I don't understand, the vessel is tar, but the liquid is tamay, how could that be? Says Rabba, don't be bothered by such a question. Again, in the world of the Rabbana, the Din, the Rabbana, they're allowed to make such specifications and such splits within one item. mashkin. When we have a vessel, a log, a jug that is filled with liquids, login to me, and the vessel is tame, so it's a little bit of the opposite case, to me and to mashiv, oh, mashkin to hired. But Rav is pointing out that you is times that we have a split. The liquids inside are tar, even though the vessel is tummy. We spoke about this a few days ago. So an earthenware vessel that's sitting between two floors of a house. So the earthenware vessel will block the tumma and the items inside will be tar. And similar in our case, says the Gemara, that even if the liquid is tummy, the reverse case, the vessel could still be tar. And we continue with the next Mishnah, the final two Chumras, of Chuma over Kaidesh says that the Mishnah Chavavim Beis the second white line Agavayim Shenichnasen Latayich Abayis the Gavayim the Gizbar the agents of the Beis Hamikdash. Actually, we'll see, it's not necessarily the base of Migdash, it's actually any type of collector, that's what the word here, Gabayin means, that enter in the house, and similarly, if someone steals something from a house, but then, return the item, they believe, we did not touch anything, the item is still tar, even though they themselves might not have been particular about the of the but they're having a manas to say what they touched and what they did not touch. Ubi Yerushalayim, Neman ala Kodesh, Lemon on Kachim, Mubishas Aregel, Afala Chuma. So again, another Chumra about Chuma that in Kachim they're always believed. But by Chumad only believed Bishasa regal the time of Yontif. Says the Gemara, one second. The Mishnah just taught us that the Gabayim, these collectors, the tax collectors, or whatnot, when they go in, they have an Ammonas, they are believed. For him, who asked the Gemara in the fourth white line, like Abayim, Shinnil, Zuduk, Abayim, Abayim, Kulay, Tamei. The exact opposite. The Rays is the Bayis is Tamei. And you were saying the, the Gabayim are believed. Answers the Gemara, like Kasha, the Nachi, Bahadayu, Otleke, Nachi, Bahadayu. One is there's a guy with him, and one is when there's a guy not with him. So what's the difference? Who cares? He has a guy that's a tax collector, Jewish tax 
tax collector that comes into the house, so there's a mega difference if there's a guy with him. It explains the Gemara, the Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah. If there's a guy with them, they have a believability. But they're not believed to say, we went in, Nichnasu. We didn't touch anything. I don't understand, like we just pointed out. Who cares if he has a guy with him? That's a reason for him to be believed or not. Explains the Gemara, he has two reasons. One says, the reason being, the Amas. Nachri alayu, he's fearful of the Nachri, he's fearful of the guy, that the guy might be on top of him and be overbearing and punish him if he doesn't act accordingly. And therefore, once into the house, he touches everything, he searches around, he doesn't want the guy to punish him. So therefore, in that case, everything is going to be Tameh. But in a regular case where there's no guy, then the Yid is believed to say what he touched and what did he did not touch. No, it's the fear of the king that's upon them. And when there's a guy there, they'll worry the guy is going to go back to the king and tell them he did search properly, he did not search properly. Therefore, in that case, everything will be Tameh. But in the other case, when the guy is not there, then everything, then the Yid will have a believability to say what he touched and what he did not. What's the difference? But in these two explanations, a guy which is not chashiv, and therefore one is not worried he's going to punish him, but even if you're not chashiv, he still could slander back to the king. That will be the nafkamina on the two answers. It continues the Gemara. That returns items that he stole, he as well has believability. Veraminu has the Gemara, similar contradiction. Says the Brisa, a Ganov that enters his house only makes Tommy the area that he himself walks. So, of course, that's not like the Mishnah, which the Mishnah seemed to have said he could point out what he touched and what he did not. No, our Mishnah is talking about where he did tshuva, and therefore he's believed to say what he touched. And they can add me the wording in the Mishnah is precise. It says he returned the items. He's about tshuva, he's returning what he stole. In that case, particularly, he has an amonis to say what he touched and what he did not. Continues the Gemara of Yushalayim, the Amonah Lakaydish, when Yushalayim, there's an extra believability. On Kachim explains the Gemara Kodesh. What do they believed about the large Klicheres, the large earthenware vessels for Kachim? And finally, we've been learning together for 15 minutes today and wondering what is the special din about this Klicheres that there was a believability by Modin. And we keep on seeing certain stringencies. Why? Kol kach lama, explains the Gemara, she'ein oisin kivshanais b'yushalayim, there were no kilns, they did not make earthenware vessels in Yushalayim, whether it's because the smoke, we get the walls of Yushalayim dirty, whether it's because the smoke, when mixed with the smoke of the Katairas, whatever the reason being, they would not be allowed to make earthenware vessels in Yushalayim, and therefore, this, and as we pointed out, that once a vessel becomes tummy, everything inside is tummy. Another sheet that holds anytime you cook a carbon in a vessel, you have to break that earthenware vessel. So because of that, the availability of earthenware vessels was not great, and that is the reason in which we have specific kulas with regard to these klicheres. It says the Gemara, Shasa regular believed even on the chumam, not immediately, how do we know that Rabbi Shubham and Levi them are cross? Learned it out from the Apostle. That the Apostle says, they'll gather everyone together like one man. 
that on Yantif, we consider everyone like one, and therefore with regards to Truma, on Yantif, even Amaret has a believability. And now we have another Mishnah, many Mishnahis today, about 12 lines. For the end of the Amr of Chavav Amaralev, Aposeaches Chavitoi Vamaschal Beisasoy Al Gavaregel. If someone opens up a barrel, if someone begins dealing with his dough on Yantif on the time of the Yantif, Rav Yudai Mer Yigmar, and we just said that it's a special kula on the time of Yantif. What about when Yantif ends? Says Rav Yudai Yigmar, even after Yantif Amaritz, he's allowed to finish selling the items. And of course, the Chiddush here is, is that as you sell something, as you deal with the dough, we assume that everyone's touching the dough. So really, it should be Tameh. So we have a special kula, special leniency with the time of Yantif, that we assume the dough is not going to be Tameh. But what about after Yantif? Yantif is over. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yudin says, you're still let us sell the Chachamim say, you are not. Says the Gemara, Yotzer Ravam, they were sitting and wanting to open up his mouth and he said, After you open it up. So we had a debate in the Mishnah whether you could continue selling it and complete the sale or you let it save it for the next Yomtif. We just said in Yomtif, there's no Toma. We assume everything they touch is Sultar. So you let it save the item, the wine, the dough for the next Yomtif. The other one responds, Everyone's touching the items. And you're suggesting. You should leave it over. Meaning, of course it's Tameh. The whole reason it wasn't Tameh during Yantif is a special Kula. But of course the moment Yantif over it's Tameh. How can you suggest? To save him for the next Yantif. So Hamar lay, but he responded, What do you mean? Even now on Yantif, everyone's touching it. And yet, there's a special dispensation that on Yantif it's tar. So maybe that allows us to save for the next Yantif. Hamar lay, let me explain. It makes sense on Yantif. The Torah of an Amar, it's the Torah says it's tar. There's no Torah right now. But now in Yantif, is over to me, it's Tame. And therefore, that is the reason why you cannot leave it for the next Yantif. So we have a bit of a machlekis here, you let it leave it over or not. And therefore, whenever we, not whenever, but often it suggests the Gemara, name it Let's say this machlekis, whether you're allowed to leave it for the next Yantif, is in true the machlekis anayim. One Mishnah learned in the regular Acher, Tani Yichadol, the regular we have two different prices. One says leave it over, and one says not. So what is this machloik is my love? Tanoi, it's machloik is Whether you should leave over for the next yant. Explains the Gemara, Lo'i. Ho'adik tani'ani chanu. What does it mean you should leave for the next yant? That's Rabbi Yehuda. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah. That said, Yigmar, you could complete the sale. So he allowed you to save it for the next yant. Ho'adik tani'ani chanu is Rabbanon. It says you can't leave it over. And that's going to be the Machlaikis. So it's not a new Machlaikis Tanoim. It's really the same Machlaikis as our Mishnah. Rabbi the verse the Chachamim, but it's not a Machlaikis Tanoim within the sheet of the Chachamim. But I asked the Gemara of Tizbra, is what you're suggesting logical? Rabbi the Yigmar Kamar, Rabbi Yudha didn't say you could leave it over. He said you could complete it. Rabbi Yehuda, Yigmar Kam, Rabbi Yehuda said you could complete it. When he says you can't leave it over, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Because what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Finish it, but you can't leave it over to the next Yantif. And when he said you could leave it over, it's Rabbanon. 
don't need to leave it over. But in Jews, the Gemara is not found that indeed it is a machlegis anoyim or not. And now we continue with another Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, another halacha of the din of Tuma, of Tuma v'tayra, as relates to Amaratim and Yantiv, Misha'avar Arego and Yantiv v'asiz v'ayim, Avirin al-Tayras Azara. What do we do? We remove all the kilim of the Misa Amigdash to make it tar. Avar Arego and Yantiv, but if Yantiv ended L'yoyim Ashishi on a Friday, L'yoyim Avirinu, they wouldn't take out the kilim on a Friday to make them tar. Why? When they covered Shabbos, everyone's busy preparing for Shabbos. So now is not the time to make the kilim tar. Not even on Thursday. The kilim are not Free. Says the Gemara, why the Kahanim not free? Because on Yantiv, all the ashes were left on the Mizbech, a big pile on the center of the Mizbech, as it's a covenant that all the carbonates get piled and piled all the ashes. But after Yantiv, you got to clear it out. So says Rabbi Yehuda, even if Yantiv ended on a Thursday, there was no time for the Kahanim. Now let's just point out, why are they being Mitai, or why are they purifying the vessels? Of the base Amigdash, the basic reason is, this is pinning off of the previous Mishnayis, that the Amara even the Kohanim Amaratim would come to the base of Mikdash and they would touch different vessels, the Shulchan, the Mizveach, the Menaira, and it would make them tummy. So on Yantif itself, we saw that the Dinim of Tumah Vatairah waved. But after Yantif, they would go and be Metaher them. Says the Mishnah continuing, Ketan Mavir, Naltairah Sazara. How would they do the purification process to purify the vessels of the base of Mikdash? Explains the Gemara, Matvilin as Akilav Shahayev Mikdash. They would put the Kilim of the Mikdash into the Mikvah. They would immerse them and purify them. Vaimrim Lahem and throughout the entire Yantif, they would tell the Kayhanim Amaratim Hizaru, be careful as we turn over to Chavavam Abeis, Shaloi Digu, don't touch Pishokhan the Shokhan. The reason being, as we'll see, because the Shokhan, there was no way to be Mitairit. Kolakilim Shaib and Mikdash, all the Kilim and the Beitam Mikdash, Ishlam Shnim, Mishlishim. There were secondary and third replacements of them that you could bring them in when they would purify the original ones. Shimnitawarishan, Yavayu Shnim, and Achlaim, if the original ones were Tom, they would bring the other ones in. Kolakilim Shaib and Mikdash, do not tell them everything needs to be Tvayvel to be purifying it. Chutz! So the Mishnah is teaching us, they would bring out the kingdom to purify them. Let's just begin the Gemara. Tana, we learned in the Mishnah, is Haru Shema Tigu that they would tell them not to be careful. Don't touch the shulchan or the menaira. You, our Mishnah said to be careful in the top line, but this other Mishnah says that they should be careful not only with the shulchan, but they should be careful with the menaira as well. So why in our Mishnah say menaira? Explains the Gemara, shulchan siv beitami. By the shulchan, it says has to always be there. The showbread, the lechma upon him has to be there constantly. Because of that, you can never purify it. You can never take it out. Now you could if it became tameh. We have to be extremely careful to keep it there tameh. But by the menaira, it doesn't say tameh. So therefore, there wasn't as much of a concern. Says the Gemara of Eidach. What is the price hold? Kim dechsev as a menaira noichach has shulchan. Says the menaira should be opposite the shulchan. Kiman dechsavu dami tameh dami. So the menaira. As if the same halachas of the shulchan, as if it says Talmud. Vedach, what does Adam and Amr hold? Haolik, why le makamudasa? No, what does it mean as a manner noichacha shulchan? It doesn't mean that the same halachas as me, they're Talmud. All it means is that's the placement 
of the Meneira is opposite the Shulchan. Ask the Gemara one second, the Tebuk lay the Kliyeh also the Nachasu. Why don't we say that the Shulchan cannot become Tamei? Why don't we say it's a Kliyeh, it's a wooden table which is not made which is made to remain stationary, and therefore what explains the Gemara of Kliyeh also the Nachas Loi Metame? It's not Mekabotam. So what's the problem in the first place? My time, or what's the reason it's not makabal tumma? Because dummy the sack, tumma is similar to a sack, being a masag, mitalta molly verekum. A sack is carried empty and full of cold, mitalta molly verekum. So a shulchan, which is not carrying molly verekum, is not carried full and empty. A shulchan stays stationary with the lechem abonim on it. Why is it makabal tumma? Why is it susceptible to be impure in the first place? Explains the Gemara, not mitalta molly verekum. No. The shulchan, they always moved. What do you mean? Who can the reish lakish? Tom reish. The Pasik says you place the Lechem upon him on the Shulchan Hatar, the pure Shulchan. It sounds like it's able to be Tame, but why? You just told me it remains stationary. We just said that the Shulchan is under remains stationary. They can't become Tame. Do you know what it teaches us? That when everyone would come to the regular and yonder, they would pick up the shulchan and they would show it to everyone, and see to them, look how much Hashem loves you. That what? See, look like you see, do right. When you remove the bread, it's just like when you put it in, that it's as hot as it was in the beginning. There was an incredible name. That it was placed, it was the same heat, it was the same freshness as when they put the lechem on, as when they took it off. And therefore, suggests the Gemara, that is the reason why that the Shulchan indeed was a movable entity. Why well, was it movable entity? Because they would pick it up to show it to everyone during Ayla Regalim, so everyone would see how much Hashem loves us. So the Shulchan was indeed able to be Mechabal Taman. That's why we need a Pasuk of Tamid. And we'll pick it up from here tomorrow when we conclude the Chagiga and Tamid.